one, two, three, four. Lazy Wayne Band, made up of members Dallas Pryor, Mark Hauser, Sam Williams, and Travis Breeze, have tapped into a music scene lesser known than others. Creating music that falls into the category of Texas Country and Red Dirt, the band writes songs that have the ability to cause someone to ask themselves, did I write this song? Is this song about me? Writing relatable songs may not be the goal, but it's what happens when these band members put pen to paper. Lazy Wayne band members Dallas Pryor and Mark Hauser recently sat down with the Topeka Capital Journal to talk about songwriting and entering into the Red Dirt music scene. This podcast was recorded and mixed thanks to Troy Weekland with Mokin Sound and Lighting Productions. My name is Brianna Childers and this is Music Memos. Hey, this is uh, Everett Nelson, a staff photographer for the Topeka Capital Journal. I am filling in for Brianna Childers uh, for Music Memos. This is our podcast that we talk about musicians, uh, music scene here in Topeka, Kansas, and Kansas itself. Yeah, today we are talking to the Lazy Wayne Band. We got Dallas Pryor, plays uh, lead vocals, and Mark Hauser. There it is. Hauser, (laughs) I got it. All right, and you play uh, guitar, backup mm-hmm. vocals. You also lead in some songs. Yeah, yeah, um, whatever I'm asked to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you guys form? What's kind of the background of the band? Um, the the original members of the band were just me and Keegan, and our, the, it was me, Dallas Pryor, and Keegan Knox, and that's what we used to call ourselves for the longest time. And then a bunch of the like a bunch of the venues that we used to book a long time ago back when it was just really tiny bars out in like central Kansas and western Kansas and whatnot they'd always put down my name and not Keegan's or Keegan's name and not mine and we're like we got to come up with something for this so we did we did this little busking tour i was off on spring break i was going to Salina or Salina Technical College at the time and i was on spring break and he's a farrier so he didn't have anything better to do anyways so. of course of course we went to oklahoma city and bust on the streets and made a couple hundred dollars and then went to baton rouge did the same thing went to pensacola florida savannah georgia new jersey up where i used to be stationed at and then down to nashville and back here and on the way back from nashville we're like we gotta come up with a name and we're google checking shit and we're like um no, that band's name's taken. Can't use that. That band's name's taken too. And I'm like, wait a minute. So my middle name's Wayne. You're co- he was telling me what his college nickname was. He went to the Oklahoma State Farrying School, and his nickname was Lazy K, like lazy being part of like of a, a brand name or whatever like that. Yeah. Sideways yeah. K. So we decided to name it Lazy Wayne Band. I'm like, that taken. He's like, no, nope, I kind of like it. Very cool. That's and how it came to be. There's two other members here. They're not with us right now, but yeah. we got Sam Williams. He plays uh, bass, right? And Travis Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also saying that right. Travis mm-hmm. Dale, that call him the Breeze. All right, mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, Mark, when did you get involved with the band? Uh, just over three years ago. Um, Dallas 2017, right? Yeah, yeah. Dallas and I met each other at a jam. Um, I was helping host at Specs here in Topeka, and. Uh, played a little bit together and everything went fine and then dallas called me like a week later or something was like hey. actually I, I think i asked you at the next jam oh the very next jam yeah 
uh he was like hey um i know this is gonna sound crazy but do you want to come play this gig with me and my band um it's like eight hours away in the middle of nowhere in iowa um but it pays like 300 bucks and they're gonna take us on a float trip and feed us and give us alcohol all weekend and I was mark like, gets 300 yeah it's not just 300 right all right <laughs> right yeah, Makes it, that's yeah. A better i was like deal. that sounds like the best gig i've ever taken so far in my life and still like <laughs> dallas is like i can't believe you took that gig with us and i was like why can't we why haven't we done another one like that yeah no kidding no kidding <laughs> can we go back to those people <laughs> yeah we need to get back to cascade iowa for sure yeah so you you guys been tour around a little bit everywhere then it sounds like yeah we go from uh we i i've played the furthest i've ever gone is down in a little little town i guess it's not really a little town it's kind of a suburb of dallas it's called waxahachie uh texas and uh i did that because of a radio promoter that we got kind of hooked up with she got me that gig down there for one of the radio stations it went live broadcast on 106.9 the ranch and that was directly after a uh, a gig we did in Pawnee City, Nebraska. So I went from Pawnee City, Nebraska, the very next day down to Dallas, Texas. So that was a hell of a drive. But yeah, uh, you guys have been so we're we're sitting in a recording studio right now. Uh, I'd like to give Troy a, a shout out. What what would you call this place? Do you have a name for your studio? It's called like Mocan Studios. Yeah. Mocan Studios, Mocan Studios, Mo come from you live. I like it. I like it. Well, you guys were in here the last couple of days. They're recording some songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about those songs. Um, so the first three songs we recorded, we also did with Troy, and they're out on all the streaming platforms right now. They were the first three songs that I'd ever written, so I figured they should be the first three songs that we put out. And this one, I wanted to get more people in the band involved because I'm not the only one that sings. Mark sings quite a bit. I'm trying to get our bassist to sing. He needs to. Uh, Needs to get that little gumption. He's got a great voice. He does have a really good really, voice, and he has really amazing songs. songs that he's written too. Such it. And uh, so this this time around, we're recording three more of mine. The next three, one of them's called Wildcatters, and it's kind of like an homage. I'm a huge Kansas State fan, and it's kind of an homage to Manhattan and the Flint Hills, and I don't know my my college that I love so much. And the next one's called Hammer Down. It's about a uh, it's about get getting away from the Dickens County Sheriff. <laughs> and then the next one's called Through Topeka, and that's just about a self-inflicted heartbreak from a girl here in Topeka. Yeah. What are the, the first three that are available right now? The first three are called DK County Dream, uh, Don't Really Know, and Call Home. Nice. Oh, and Mark has one on this album, too, that he's going to be singing on. It's called uh, Trade It In. Trade It In. Trade It In. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that uh, like five years ago now, six years ago now. I was supposed to... Uh, to move in with this girl at least we talked about it anyways this is a huge drawn out story but anyways it didn't end up happening and she decided that she wanted to have a college experience instead um i didn't take that news very well because it sounded a lot like she didn't want to live together and like have this life and she wanted to just drink and party and so i like packed up my stuff and packed up my dog and went out to this like remote um cabin that my family has and and uh I was really into uh, American Aquarium at the time, and they had this song called I Hope He Breaks Your Heart, and I was like all all about like vengeful <laughs> breakup songs. And, she, and uh, so Traded In is, is uh, I got traded in for a bottle of Seagram's Gin, and yeah. I just can't compete. The new bottles look real nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a couple of these songs, and a lot of them kind of come from personal experiences, personal stories. Yeah, songwriting, man. Yeah. 
that's good songwriting. It's good yeah. songwriting. That's or very true. I guess I guess really good songwriting too is being able to take other people's stories and and you know make make other people feel them. There you go. <laughs> that's 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 definitely one thing. Like on the last album, the one of the most like felt ones that I that I heard people connect with was "Call Home," and I was like, that was like the least popular one on the whole EP. I'm kind of surprised so many people are like, yeah, that's my song right there. No kidding. I was like, oh, cool. How is it to to when people tell you like, oh, that's my song? I can relate to that stuff. It's it's pretty sweet, and, and then they're gonna take it. Nobody's ever gonna take it in the same experience and mindset that you will. They're uh, well, maybe some people will, but very far few in between. Somebody will relate to a song that you wrote, maybe for a completely different reason than the reason that you wrote it and the story that you put behind it and everything. But maybe it'll totally relate to them and fit the shoe a completely different way. Yeah, and, but it. Anytime it relates to anybody, it's special and cool, and I love to do that for people. Yeah, you'd be surprised what scenarios feel unique to an individual person, and find out how many other people have gone through the exact same thing just by listening to your music and being like, "Wow, like my dog died, my truck broke down the same week too." You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, obviously there's there's we try and write about deeper things than that, but. It, it's funny. Like most people are thrilled to find out that they have something relatable that's almost specific. Um, that seems like their own little world that they were living in and feeling that hurt, and then find out that um, other people go through that, um, or at least we have. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a ton of guys and girls that are that are going to be able to get all on board on that vengeful kind of breakup song, <laughs> and I think there's tons of guys and girls that are going to be able to get on board with the I I really screwed things up and. This is my heartbreak, but I caused it. It's my yeah. fault. That's, that's that's country music, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the only people not thrilled to hear it are the people that we were writing the songs about. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't please everybody all the time. Uh, it's always been country music, though. Like that. That's obviously like deep in you. Yeah, definitely. And it, oh man, I so I I don't know if people probably don't know a lot about this, but Everett and I went to high school together, and I I just heard. For the very first time, when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school, I heard uh, Randy Rogers' band Kiss Me in the Dark, a couple Johnny Cooper songs, and a couple Casey Donahue songs for my very first time. It was my first ever exposure to the Texas country music red dirt scene. And that's that's just kind of like, I thought they were great music. I did see Randy Rogers on CMT once or twice, Pat Green as well. And then, man, after that, I kind of didn't really get more into it until I went to the Marine Corps and I, I never knew how to play guitar until I was about 21. So I'm in the Marine Corps at 19 and you really can't, uh, Mark was in the Air Force as well. He knows when you're, when you're new, right out of boot camp, going through your schooling before you get to your job, only thing to do, only thing that they'll let you do is go out and hang out in the smoke pit. <laughs> yeah, it's really unique that, that, you know, like I would agree. Get everybody with, addicted to tobacco. I love, I love all the military branches, but the chair force term totally exists uh, for like 95% of it. And then, you know, I got looped into this like 5% where, you know, we got treated like the rest of the military. And it's really unique because Dallas and I ended up kind of having the exact same job in separate branches. Yeah. He was a helicopter mechanic and I worked on F-22s. And, and I was a helicopter was just, electrician. Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super super relatable yeah but uh yeah the the only thing that i was able to do out there was go hang out i didn't smoke or anything yeah but i went out and hung out with my buddies who were all hanging out there because that was the only thing you can do other than hang out in your room and who wants to do that hmm. so we get out there there's people playing guitars i find uh i find this you make so many good friends in the military but one of them was from broken bow oklahoma and now he lives in wichita kansas and i go see him almost every single time i have a show down there and uh 
he he actually gave me my first guitar. He would play. He introduced me to Stony Larue and kind of kind of threw me into the deep end there of the whole Texas country and red dirt music scene. And I just it was a deep dive, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went deep with it, and I found out a lot about it through the coming years. And man, the, the the more and more I heard of it, the more and more I just didn't really want to hear anything else. It was very weird. Huh? What was it about it that like really intrigued you? Was just it's, it's it's the new stuff that sounds like the old stuff with the new spin on it. I I don't know how to explain it. It's hmm. really tough, but I people that know it know it, and people that. People that hear our music for the first time are like, oh my gosh, you guys sound like a real, real band. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's super grounded in its roots. So there's like there's like modern country, which almost, you know, is is like country bands trying to take on, like pour some sugar on me and trying to mesh those together. And um, what Red Dirt does is a lot of like folk and, and that old style of, of country music meshed with like you know just a hint of of like leonard skinner thrown in and and i I think that a lot of it's like the the style in nashville is they're really proud of their the way they produce their songs and the way they do all Hmm. that and the the style and the red dirt community it's it's almost too perfect the the style in the red dirt community is really proud of the songwriting and the lyrical aspect and the style aspect of it all and And the the songwriting is just phenomenal in that community and it's it's just so much different yeah it's kind of like being proud of your imperfections (laughs) i like that you're not trying to trying to polish everything you know to to be this perfectly finished product that's almost the same every time that is the major thing that i've seen with bands that we go watch because uh, i think the first band band that i like bought the whole lazy wayne band tickets for we went out to see them all at the same time was stony larue yeah all of these bands my favorite randy rogers they all sound exactly like they do on their records you won't i, I remember i saw thomas red at country stampede one time and he just sounded nothing like it like the thomas red that you hear on radio and it was weird and i was like what the hell is this? He yeah. sounds so whiny. I don't get it. Even. He sounds way beefed up on those records. <laughs> they sound exactly like they do on their records, but it also sounds like they've been playing playing them for for ten years. By the time it happens, which is really cool, not in the sense that it got really boring for them, but they found ways to make it unique for themselves, which makes it unique for the audience every time you see it. And I feel like we we've gotten there um, yep. with like like oh, all, yeah. most of our songs have happened that way, where we start playing them live first and then figure out where we feel everything. We'll play Call Home a whole lot differently than it's than it is on our mm-hmm. recording and i think it's cooler so yeah, yeah maybe one day we'll get to that point where casey donahue and stoney larue both have recorded a lot of their old original stuff that they pulled out and they've made it sound so much better on their new albums maybe we'll get there one day but <laughs> so you think like just starting uh to play the songs for a live audience is kind of builds up what the song really is going to sound like Oh, yeah. until you get into the studio and record it yeah like having definitely. that practice and any plans. artist knows that oh, i mean you feed off the crowd and the more the more crowd reaction you get the more stoked they get the better we play man yeah <laughs> more yes. into the music we're gonna get i'll throw this like totally random lick in and if i like people's eyebrows are raised and like wow that was great and i'll be like cool i'm gonna do that every time now and my cowboy hat will, <laughs> my cowboy hat will turn over to mark yeah. and i'll give him those raised eyebrows and he's like okay we're gonna keep that in there okay, <laughs> cool. going down in the books <laughs> that's legit have you guys been able to play a couple bands or a couple uh gigs and all that i mean obviously we're like in a pandemic still but yeah. still being able to like do some things so the first one during after oh man all of our shows got canceled i think mm. in the first two months we i didn't realize we made so much but we probably lost 30 grand wow 
just wow. in like March and April. I was like, whoa, and I haven't counted since. But um, the the first one we did was in April, right? The the kids high school graduation party. That oh yeah, his his yeah. dad was that in April or March? Yeah, up in Pawnee or City, May. Nebraska. Was that in May? It was either, it yeah. might have been in May. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a graduation party. Yeah. <laughs> this, this dad hired us for quite a bit of money to come up to Nebraska and do his son's high school graduation. Hey, it was Man, super we, cool. Yeah, sweet <laughs> show. We played in this shed because we were kind of scared it was going to rain. We didn't really know. It did end up raining a couple of times. But, um, yeah, the, the sheriff up there, whatever county that's in, they were like, oh, we're he talked to him earlier and i guess like, they, they you can't a, be doing that we, we we're gonna have to write you a ticket and he goes well, well how the, much is the, the, ticket? the whole town <laughs> the whole town had a city council meeting about it wow no kidding yeah, like really? they had a city council meeting about about that. his party specifically and whether people were going to be social distance and stuff yeah and they didn't have any cases in that county at all at the time and it, it's super super low population i just so remember the risk him was probably low but yeah he was like how much is the ticket going to be i'll have a check ready for it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was like oh it's this much it was like i'll have the check right up come wow. come by and grab it whenever you want <laughs> wow that's crazy i mean it's such a it's a strange time to be living in obviously like having to cancel so many shows yeah. well really the ever since july the only show that's canceled on us we're we're going and playing up in beatrice nebraska mm-hmm. this next weekend where, where did we just get done playing last week bonner springs yep yeah a show, a show in auburn yep right outside topeka mm-hmm. that was a big private part what, what was the weekend before oh, i don't know <laughs> so people still do at least some things we drink at these gigs hey <laughs> it's all right <laughs> but, uh, um yeah we we i'm trying to look it up now kobe's oh we, we played a harrington the town that i live in right yeah. now harrington fourth of july party yeah. uh my family hired us for a pretty cool deal and then the the only one up until then that's canceled on us is actually next this upcoming Saturday. No, yeah, this upcoming Saturday yep. we were supposed to play in Topeka at Victoria's, yeah. and that'll happen again. That one's a bummer though because that's always a huge party. We love yeah. playing in Topeka. It's, I was gonna say I think that was the first time I actually saw you guys. That's in live. our that's in our hood, yeah. man. I'm yeah, a Shawnee Heights kid too. <laughs> exactly, it's awesome. It's awesome. Some wonderful pictures taken there by Everett himself. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, shout out. All right. Uh, you guys are looking forward though to to be able to just get back on the road, just be able to do these gigs and just keep on performing. It's almost like, been a nice break, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm itching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like we're healthier if we're <laughs> if someone lets us go out and be unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good compromise. That's awesome. Uh, so the three songs that you guys have, uh, or let me let me get this straight. You have a song that you're going to be releasing to the radio, though. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah, this is on our current out, our current EP that's out right now, and all the streaming services and all that good stuff. It's a uh, my 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 friend Cor. Shout out to Corliss. She uh, Corliss on air on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. She's an awesome friend of mine that I met in. Did I, I either met her in Junction City or Manhattan? And she used to work at Q1039 there in Manhattan, and then she got a job at like some top 40 pop and rock station in Stillwater, Oklahoma. But she was so enthralled in the Texas country and red dirt mm-hmm. life. She knew so many people and had so many connections. She would go to the festival kind of like up here. We've got Stampede down in Stillwater. They've got thing, a thing called Calf Rye. Hmm. And uh, 
she would be the MC and she got me backstage passes to go see Cody. My girlfriend at the time made us late, so we never got to see Cody Johnson. Ah. <laughs> but uh, there's a song about her. That's yeah, I was gonna ass, say. I'm sure there's gonna, there's <laughs> I don't think there's one about her, but maybe there should be. Anyway, one <laughs> who makes you late for Kojo is. <laughs> yeah. So we went in. Uh, she, she went and got a job down in College Station, and broke off from that radio station and started her very own uh, all Texas country and red dirt radio called the Maverick. Wow. Like this is this is a girl that I would trust with my career, and because of that, she told me about this radio promoter from down in Texas that was finally accepted. Like this is the first time it's happened and ever finally accepting out of state people, like not purely just Texas people, mm-hmm. to promote our songs and stuff. So she hooked me up with her. Her name's Jennifer Redding. You could have passed. Your name's Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> That's how they ease into just, it. Just swipe the social media. We got someone from out of state. Like, to, don't fret, folks. His name is Dallas. So. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, keep people, gotta keep people from calling me Dallas from Kansas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jen is. She's gonna be promoting. Don't really know onto Texas Country Radio, and it's gonna go out on, I think, 250 stations all around Texas and more in the New Mexico, Arizona, Oklahoma. There's a few in Kansas. One in Emporia. One in Hayes. One in. Uh, Oh, one in Wichita. And she said she would be talking to a lot of the, the local stuff. So I'm from, yeah. I'm from Abilene, Kansas, and I'm also from Topeka, Kansas. So pretty much anywhere between the stations in Salina, the stations in Manhattan, and the stations in Topeka, she's going to be pushing all those too because that's where our biggest fan bases are. Oh, that's so, so legit. Hopefully, if we're lucky, we'll be on 94.5, 102.9, all that good stuff. Wow. How does it make you feel to like just thinking about that? Like, Ask you know, me when it happens. Okay, 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 I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Makes me feel like I wish I'd done my guitar solos better. <laughs> the radio edits did good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was, well, well dig into that real quick. What was the process actually to, to go through and actually like record that song specifically? You said like there's a radio it's just edit. It's the same as the rest it's of the them, same. Man, yeah. 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 Yep. We just i mean we named the uh, i have to write a song called about damn time just because i named the eps about damn time this one's going to be about damn time volume two yeah and the next one will probably be volume three and i'm i don't know if i'll have it done by then maybe i'll have to write a volume four well that's the, that's the beauty in calling it about damn time <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly it's good planning right there that's legit well uh i wanted to we'll take a little break and then you guys mind playing a couple songs yeah sounds okay. good yeah awesome wait what you want to hear? We know how to play. Uh, well, what do you guys want? I mean, I'll kind of leave that to you. Two or three songs. Okay. We'll probably what? trade it in and through Topeka and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. And yeah. Miley Threw Cyrus. a little cover in there. A little party in the Wrecking Ball. I like it. Always. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. One, two, one, two, three, four. Certain the time and space would heal, but every mind, every hour only taught me to hide the way I feel. There hasn't since been a day I ain't thought of you, not a clue's in my life. The day I said that away. 
worry through Nobody told me the deal was a break I had to figure it out on my own Just like every single mistake That left me here all alone For four long years I can't just pass straight through to be good Someone new You've been a thorn on the rose And every woman's tried To hold me since I know you love him And darling I can't blame you But if my eyes came across you tonight Know there ain't no telling what I might do Nobody told me was a break I had to figure it out on my own Just like every single mistake that left me all alone For four long years I can't just pass straight through to pick up Without dropping in on my buried heart I know Without hurting you, what's left of my heart? Girl, what's left of my heart? For four long years, I can't just pastor it to pick up without dropping in on my buried heart I'd give by tomorrow's for just one chance that I could please you I reach across this town with this guitar before Without dropping in on my buried heart I know damn well that I can't call you And I can't reach you
anything he can And woman, I give you any finger on these here hands Whoops, there she goes It's not the first time I've ever been left for the water and her I got traded for a bottle of Seagram's gin Bottles look real nice And this ready man like me With cowboy boots on our feet Waiting to settle down On more than just a Friday night Girl, I ain't taking no steps back Try to talk, huh? Why don't you have another damn drink? I got traded for a bottle of Seagram's gin. I just can't compete. The new bottles look real nice. And this ready man like me with cowboy boots on our feet, waiting to settle down on more than just a Cops. At least I didn't get traded 